0: Bron Harrison here from Be Rhythmic, where we believe in a world where people can heal, grow, be moved and feel good through music. Benji Williams is the owner and founder of Earthen Rhythms, one of Australia's leading African drumming circle facilitators. Benji Williams has trained in West African drumming, percussion and dance for more than 20 years. In 2002, he started his own drumming group called Earthen Rhythms, now based in Newcastle, New South Wales. He's led classes, workshops and performed throughout Australia and overseas. He has worked with many corporate groups, organisations, schools, after hours, care groups, universities, children's groups, the disability sector, charities, men's health groups, and has performed at numerous festivals and private parties throughout the country. He's been mentored by the amazing John May from Hands Heart, Feet, where John introduced him to the djembe and its ability to empower people, connect individuals, and as an instrument and a tool in finding joy. Benji went on to train with some of the world's leading djembe African drumming masters. As a natural progression to building community through rhythm, Benji travelled to Hawaii in 2013 to learn from the world-renowned drum circle facilitator Arthur Hull. Under Arthur's tuition and guidance, Benji's skills were reinforced, providing him a powerful skill set to support and nourish and build community through drumming circles. Urban Rhythms holds incredible corporate team building and wellness retreats health and wellness programs, disability service events and programs, school programs, preschool shows, one of which he did today, um, private functions like birthdays and kids' parties or hands and weddings, bar mitzvahs and drum making <laughs> retreats, uh, Benji's teaching style reaches the roots of West Africa and provides participants with an uplifting experience that encourages freedom of expression and fun. Benji's just returned back from Bali, both teaching and learning about drumming. Benji, welcome home and welcome to the Be Rhythmic podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Brian. Fantastic to be here.
0: Awesome. Look, tell me, firstly, why drum?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, and the, the immediate response is, why not? You know, it's one of these things uh, with drumming. For me, uh, it's such an accessible music instrument. So particularly the djembe. Uh, A lot of people use it now, and it's wrongly named the bongo, but, you know, there's the djembe is the West African drum where it's got that one skin. uh, You can make very simple sounds on it. Uh, It makes it very accessible for beginners and anybody to start. But the reality is if you watch an African play a djembe, You'll know there's no ceiling, and you, I, you know, I can. I've spent 20 years now playing and uh, practicing, and I'll be, and I'm nowhere near as good as one of those guys. So there really is an unobtainable ceiling somewhere up there um, that we could all just spend a lifetime trying to master. So I, I love it. Um, why drum? Not only is it something like a pursuit of mine, but when I first started drumming. I saw, I, f- I felt immediately what it was doing for me, how it engaged my, my concentration and then engaged me with the group of people that I was with and creating music. And then suddenly other people were um, dancing around us when we had a little drum circle. So, wow, the immediate sort of inclusion I like into the world of um, being a musician and like creating music was um, fairly instant for me. And it, yeah, so initially I was hooked. Um, I think that's probably... Probably uh, the the beginnings of it. I was just lucky enough to see a friend of mine saw a poster on a cafe wall in Richmond in Western Sydney, yeah. and uh, we I, we just went along and started drumming. So that's how I got into it and um, how the how it all progressed. And then I saw how it changed other people around me. Not only you know for the drumming and dancing side, but then working with mental health and um, just everyday adults actually suffering from depression or you know having stressful lives. It was really a moment of uplift, that hour or hour and a half they'd come to a drum class. And uh, quickly I realised what an incredible impact it was having for some people. When a massive dude comes up to you in the street, some random um, student of yours you haven't seen for quite some time goes, gives you a big bear hug and says, thank you so much. Thank you so much for you know having that drum class. You didn't realise, but I was going through a very depressive period at that time um, that I was coming to your class. And it got me through each week. So thank you. How yeah.
0: incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, tell me a little bit more about the health benefits of drumming and, and the wellness side of drumming.
1: Yeah, well, that's certainly not something that I immediately, um, uh, you know, was drawn to in drumming. Of course, I was just in, drawn to the fun side of things. And organically, yeah, like experiences like that, like that fella coming up to me in the street, uh, then working with different um, special needs services like the Samaritans, Mission Australia, Aftercare, all these different groups that there are around. Um, I just saw how drumming provided a space where, yeah, it was an easy thing. People could just come and be a part of it. And then they had this place where they were doing, uh, they were interacting with each other in a non-verbal way. So they were able to... Uh, we're able to provide a space for social inclusion. Uh, and in a way, it creates community, but also connection that's not confronting. Really, mm-hmm. we're all at the same level. When you walk into a drum circle, like that's just a sort of beginner drummer's, um, there's nobody really that needs to be above another person. It's not a hierarchical thing. So everybody's on a level playing field. Everybody can has the opportunity to express themselves in the same way. You've, of course, got introverts and extroverts in the circle. But it's the job of the facilitator to help everybody be heard and to get everybody listening to each other, interacting. And then once that starts, uh, yeah, that's, that's an amazing experience to see how people, yeah just get into the groove so quickly
0: so cool so cool um in both b rhythmic and earthen rhythms we've got trained psychologists in our teams yeah. uh tell us a little bit about drumming and mental health
1: yeah well um, there's been so much research now coming out of the states it's been incredible that the, there's a lot of anecdotal um material on drumming and how good it feels and i think Just to quickly summarise the stereotype when people think of a drum circle, really, um, most people that I've asked that question to think of the dreadlock hippie sitting in a park in the sun, sitting around having a big thunder drumming, kind of boom-pity-boom-pity-boom, with their eyes closed, not listening. But really, when you break that down and look at that person and think rationally what's going through that person's mind, they're really in a state of bliss, aren't they? I mean, and that kind of scares some people because, you know, that person, they're looking at the person with judgment, oh, that's a hippie or a dropout. They're not really giving a care to, you know, these things that you should be thinking about in the world, the pressures of everyday modern society, mortgages, home loan, oh, sorry, car loans, um, and all the other things, you know, what the kids are gonna be doing, what am I gonna cook for dinner? How can I excel at my job a bit better? So the hippie in the park, We're extracting that essence and allowing everyday people to have a moment of that in time, maybe an hour to 90 minutes worth of that sort of stuff. And really we're taking away that stigma of being the hippie in the park Um, (laughs) because essentially what it is that what I've come to realize that it's mindfulness in action. When you play that music, uh, if you're not present, uh, then you're not really in the music. And as soon as you, you fall out of being present in the moment, You'll lose the rhythm so the music then requires you to be present what i understand too is um, if you listen to music what i've heard from great podcasts including all in the mind on abc and other psychologists um, and, and the analysis on music the studies is that if you listen to music and we all know this easily if you listen to acdc versus bark you know they're two different extremes of emotions and and it can pull you out of your current state of being. Say if you just chuck on ACDC or, or but that creates one set of um, brainwaves in the, in the synapse, um, you know, fires the synapses in the brain in a certain way. If you play music, a guitar, violin, a drum, whatever, um, by yourself, it evokes, you've got to be focused. But the thing is, you're not listening to anybody else and creating music together. So as soon as you start playing music and listening to somebody else and interacting as musicians do in a band or an orchestra, for example... That really fires up the synapses. It creates the brain is then occupied in so so on so many levels. Now you're playing, coordinating your own body, and you're listening to the third party that's external to you, and you're interacting. Now, then, if you layer up on um, in the moment music making, you don't know where it's going. So it's a journey. It's like being on an adventure, but musically. Um, yeah. So that's some of the that's some of the great stuff with the mind. With the studies, it reduces blood pressure. It's been shown to do that. Barry Bittman's great with that. Reduce anxiety and stress um, by bringing people in the moment. And I I see that in modern drum classes. And I'll I'll be doing it again on Wednesday with everyday adults. Um, uh, There's also evidence to show that it balances um, socio-emotional disorders. So I've seen that in action with um, participants from particularly Mission Australia. Of course, creates connection, and in a day and age where we're so connected by our phones that more than ever, really, when we're on Facebook, nobody's going to come to the door. They're not always coming to the door and having dinner and sitting down for a chat. So we engage with people, but we're not face to face, and that's the real connection with humans. We love to read and see people's face faces. And so, in a drum circle, you've got real people sitting in real <laughs> in real time just across from you. Um, And it's just good fun, you know? It is great fun. I've seen many people um, at the end of a nine-week session, I offer for them to come and be part of a performance, and it absolutely intimidates them. But in doing that and going through that process, sometimes feeling a little bit of anxiety there. A bit uh, unsure about, to begin with, and super scared at the start of the performance. But afterwards, one lady, she said, oh, if I could just bottle this, the essence of what I feel right now, um, yeah, life would be very good all the time.
0: Totally agree. If we could bottle that feeling after a performance, I, oh, isn't that such an amazing, amazing feeling?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's so cool. Um, mind, mindfulness in action. Um, yes. That is so potent, that is so potent because there's something to be said when you're, you know, when you are mindful or you are meditating or you are, you know, just being present, uh, there is something about drumming that, or playing any musical instrument really that brings you into that sense of focus.
1: Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And look, when I have drummers that are starting, just starting, and there is a cognitive part of the brain where you need to, you know, use your intellect to coordinate the hands and get the beats. And is that four beats or is that five beats? And quickly, the Africans, because of oral culture, they're not counting. You know, you ask my African teachers, where is the one? They say it's here, 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 and here, you <laughs> know, like... The one is where you imagine it to be. So quickly, I encourage people to get out of the cognitive part of the brain when they're learning, into the sort of vocal or the singing part of the brain, create a song no matter what it might be, if it's three beats, Go from borrowed from Takatina, or say Marabayasa, Boomshiki bumcha. Use the words and then put it on cycle because if you sit and go one, two, three, four, five, it just breaks down it doesn't create a rhythm in your mind and there's no connection. So yes, you can cognitively understand where it goes, but it doesn't create the story that's behind the rhythm. And and quickly people uh, need to get out of that. Um, Obviously you need it at the start, but quickly you've got to get people out of the counting game because otherwise they stay in that intellectual side and then it's really, there's no release. And so if you go slowly, they can still go, right, I can get this, but it's not once until once they're out of the, that early like just fumbling around that they can really release and that's why sometimes call and response and just making things happen and saying look don't be um worried if you don't get exactly what i'm what i what i'm um delivering here make it your own and so you let people be at ease and so it just shifts them into the fun and relaxed side of it remembering to breathe of course the best music is always played when you're relaxed so all those things can help. You know, I love,
0: that. I love that, that shift that you're talking about where you intellectual. because as we learn music, it's you know, the first part of it is intellectual. But then there is that shift where you do move, where you do need to let go. And there's, um, there's such magic in that, isn't there, like flow. Um, I think it was a, a Hungarian philosopher, Csikszentmihalyi, who studied flow. And to be able to get to that space in music where you're not thinking anymore, but you're just operating on this higher level of, of flow is, is quite incredible. I guess you, you would see that, not only experience it yourself, but see it with your students and, and the people that come to your classes a lot. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think, you know, and, and because there's no ceiling and people are learn at all different um, rates, um, it's about giving them the, you know, the opportunity to test whether they're, they're competent at that particular skill. And if people are looking like, oh yeah, I've got this, you'll see the faces look around. And then a quick thing that I say to them is now have a conversation with the person next to you and hold the rhythm. Yeah. You know, was, what What was your highlight of your day? Uh, yeah. and, you know, if the rhythm's lost, then it's really not locked in there. It's not <laughs> part of it. Part of it.
0: Yeah. totally totally oh, yeah something that I've certainly done in the lessons is if someone's playing a rock beat and then asking them what their address is <laughs> it's very hard for them to you know not start speaking like this so that they're in time with the music
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's right yeah that's right it's are rubbing the head and or tapping the head and rubbing the belly
0: Totally. so yeah totally. Tell yep. us a little bit more about, like, your classes. So, like, if someone was um, going to come and join you for, for a nine-week stint, yep. what would they come to expect and, and how would they feel?
1: Oh, well, yeah, uh, what, the, the thing is not a lot of people have a lot of expectations. I guess they'd have an idea of that, yeah, sitting around in the park and, or they w- would like to be more musical and they, they don't know where to start their musical sort of career. And, and they're not really looking for a career, so to speak most of the guys that come to my um, classes they're looking just to be you know have time with friends or they're maybe it's a, a grandparent with the grandkids maybe it's somebody who wants to sit around the fire and just have a jam with their friends that are play guitar and they don't feel like they're competent enough to do guitar um but yeah, look, it's it's all sorts of people. Actually, um, there are you know professional musos that come. Um, I've had screaming jets drummers come and be part of the drum classes. So there are people that come and, and be part of it. Having said that, what are the, what to expect? You know, the, uh, the latest class has got thirty people in it. Some classes are down around the the twelve mark or so, and so we get all the polyrhythms of Africa, um, the different African rhythms there. Uh, there's a lot of call and response, there's play, it's fun, it's, you know, it's, it's uplifting. So, yeah, that's really... Um, what they also can expect is to have some sense of the rhythm when they leave after nine weeks, hopefully. That's the plan. <laughs> that's so the idea. They, they can play and know. Uh, most people go, oh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, at least I can remember some parts of it. Um,
0: yeah, it's a different kind of memory, isn't it? Um, you know, learning, learning rhythms and and tell me um, some of our listeners uh, might be in the corporate world. Well, I definitely know we're in the corporate world because we have a lot of uh, students, parents listening to the podcast. Yeah. Um, tell me some like some stories about maybe some of your corporate um, events that you've done, um, or some of the breakthroughs that you may have seen uh, in adults.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, the corporate stuff is is for all different. Uh, we do it for all different purposes some it's just an icebreaker, or it might be a motivator so we do we have to be careful with the wording but we one of the things we use is drum explosion you know like hopefully we don't come nobody's come and found us yet as a as a terrorist potential um but but really it does do that that hard hit of the dre- the drum and the loud boom really is again part of the excitement of the human um you know anatomy um, but you know it's just a drum, so you can be relaxed. What I've seen is with our icebreakers, we might play five minutes um, of a gig with the band and just really create a, a big, strong atmosphere and opening for a speaker. Um, others, we, we worked with... Um, getting the groups not only connected, but um, engaged. We talk about risk taking and safety. Um, we talk about creating dialogue. And, and obviously with the rhythm, there's all sorts of analogies that can be discussed with just, um, yeah, drumming. And also it can break up a day in a conference if you've got all day speaking. Sometimes the non-verbal communication of just bringing out the drums and having a good whack, it's not only just uh, um, nonverbal. But it's physical as well and it, it gets people energised. Some people use it after lunch, you know, just to stop the food coma happening Um <laughs> their um, events. But, yeah, we, 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 do, we do work where sometimes we do little complex things where people might do an African clave. They're moving up and mingling. Uh, we might be sitting down and playing the djembe and interacting with each other, um, either in a large group or a small group. But over the course of, if it's drumming, um, the corporate teams, overall it's a sense of connection. It really can bring um, something more interesting to the conversations that can be had around the water filters, you know, at work. Um, Yeah, it gives people, yeah, a point of interest when when they're talking to each other or interacting with each other. Um, you know, on the, at the everyday, you know, on the everyday conversations in the office.
0: Benji, the word connection has come up quite a few times now. Why, mm. why do you think that connection is so important in this day and age?
1: Yeah, well, like I said, um, you know, it's a fundamental, I think fundamentally humans are social creatures. So we, you know, we, we love our time out, some of us, um, you know, because it's a bit overwhelming being with humans, every minute of every day but the reality is um we don't want stressful connections we're not talking about stress related connections that can be that can be what's overwhelming but having people that are really there like a lot of what we do is create community around the drumming not just for the fact that we want to you know get everybody drumming and that's what we want all of the time it's that real social fabric is created by healthy positive human connection so if i'm having a good day you're going to be there for me if i'm having a not so good day you're going to be there for me um or i've got at least uh, um, somebody to call all of us you know they say most of us have a couple of good friends but you can count your really good friends on the one hand and then outside that you've got um you know, it's like concentric circles of people that you keep out there, mm. outside. You know, the further you get away, the looser the friends circle of friends are, and then they become acquaintances or work colleagues or whatever it is. But the reality is, um, yeah, look, we're just getting we're getting isolated. Why is that? I don't know. We're spending more time around more people. Everybody's converging in cities, but we're not having valued a valuable deep relationships that are you know non-intimate just every day people are in cities not talking to each other sitting next to each other on buses trains trams you know going places walking past each other but people are feeling lonely so so these are this is just real connection stuff um yeah it's fundamental connections um and drumming has been around for eons so it's a primal thing, a primal tool that's been used for ceremonies, weddings, celebrations, war, all sorts of human activities over the course of the last millennia. Um, and it's evolved with us and so it's in us. That thunderous drumbeat of a big bass drum does unite us. It's close to our heartbeat and so it pulls us in together.
0: It's a, innate, it's a isn't it? It is. Um, and lastly, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Anything in particular? Oh, yeah. Look, uh, you know, I'm excited about drumming. Uh, So I've been doing it 20 years and novelty still hasn't worn off, as you can tell. So, um, yeah, I'm on a bit of a crusade to make drumming a household name, like particularly, you know, djembe drumming. Uh, uh, Yeah, a household name like yoga, because, say, a decade ago, people really didn't know that yoga was going to be part of their lives. And there's so many people now... Um, doing yoga, studying yoga, um, doing moments of yoga that we talk about mindfulness. We talk about mind, body, spirit. Drumming is a really a mindfulness in action. There's so much um, great evidence to show how elevated elevates the focus um, and study uh, and focus and studies of in kids. It gives them great um, social um, interaction um, opportunities. It helps them listen, respect each other. All these things. So um, there's so many good things about drumming. It's not a silver bullet. um, Neither is yoga or anything else. Um, But, you know, I'm really keen for more people to know how good it is because we've got to break down that stereotyped image that I spoke of before about what drumming can do for other people and know what it can do for us.
0: So fabulous. Look, thank you so much, Benji, for joining us today. I feel an incredible amount of gratitude um, to you for sharing your time with us and and to our listeners as well. Um, And I just hope that there's going to be, you know, more pioneers in in our industry. Um, You know, the music industry is is a colourful place, um, Mm -hmm. with both good and bad, and it's just so wonderful to have you as a pioneer um, in Australia, um, you know, in our industry. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing today.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Bron. Yeah, pleasure. My pleasure to be here. And yeah, let's I hope we see more of it. Um, we yeah.
0: will. Look on that. On that. Tell me where. Um, before we wrap up, where yeah. can people find you. Like, how do we find you?
1: Yeah. Right. Well, right now I'm based in Newcastle, uh, and I have been based here for a number of years. But I do travel, as you mentioned at the start. Um, I'm primarily I cover the east coast, so I travel up to Queensland to do uh, festivals and gatherings, and I've have been down to Tassie. So uh, most of my work, though, is based around Newcastle because you travel with drums. Uh, yeah. I travel with drums. So an hour or so within um, reach of Newcastle. But having said that, I do travel where I have drums in other places. So, um, yeah, look, you know, come and check us out if you're in town here sometime.
0: And your website is www.earthandrhythms.org. I might just spell that for our listeners, sure. E-A-R-T-H-E-N. Rhythms, R-H-Y-T-H-M-S. Um, the amount of people that spell B-rhythmic incorrectly. <laughs> and rhythm is a particularly difficult word. Um, but check them out, guys. Earthen Rhythms, they're absolutely fantastic and they're really moving and shaking things up um, right. in, 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 New, in Newcastle and in Australia. So thank you so much, Benji Williams.
1: Uh, thanks, Bron. Thank you very much. Ciao. Yeah. yeah. Well done! <laughs> Harrison is the author and producer of the Be Rhythmic podcast, sound design by B Recording. We couldn't do this podcast without our wonderful tutors and students. For more episodes, go to berhythmic.com.au.